So it's simple. No one wants to take the risk of being caught in a hawkish storm when the Fed chair Jerome Powell testifies before the US Congress today and tomorrow. So appetite for equities is limited. Sovereign bonds across the globe rebound and the US dollar gains some strength while in the UK. Inflation data just released freshly this morning show that there has been no progress at all in inflation efforts in the UK. On the contrary, inflation took the wrong direction in Britain again last month. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So risk takers are not out dancing on the Wall Street this week. Before the Fed Chair Jerome Powell's semi-annual congressional testimony, which is scheduled for today and for tomorrow. So looking at the markets broadly, equities are mostly down. Oil is under selling pressure as well and sovereign bonds are up. And this rally in equities versus a sell-off in sovereign bonds is a pattern that we have been seeing since the rebound following the mini banking crisis that we saw back in March this year in the US and globally. And the negative correlation between stocks and the sovereign bonds is re-established yet again this year after last year's visit to the positive territory. Now this, the return of the negative correlation between equity and bond valuations is what we actually expected to happen this year. And it is happening, but for the exact opposite reasons, because we were actually expecting at the beginning of this year that the sovereign bonds would recover finally, as the US was just supposed to be or enter in recession by now. Sovereign bonds were supposed to find buyers at the current levels as a result of softening and even a reversing in the Federal Reserve's rate hiking policy. But None of that happened in the first six months of this year. Equities rallied. Instead, the Fed became more aggressive on its uh, monetary policy tightening. And well, now the American housing market also starts printing surprisingly positive data with housing starts and building permits in the US flashing strong, strong figures for the month of May and that defying the rising mortgage rates in the US due to the rising Federal Reserve interest rates and the hawkish outlook for the Fed's future. I mean, housing starts in the US jumped more than 20% in May, but on the other hand, loans for residential real estate slumped last week. So we no longer know what to do with this economic data. It's very much mixed and that's a cause for concern per se. I mean, not understanding economic data is obviously not good for predicting what's to come. What we know and we understand very, very well, however, is strong housing market and tight jobs markets will further encourage the Federal Reserve to hike the interest rates and also encourage other central banks around the world to do more on their end as well. But unfortunately, not everybody is as lucky as the Fed President Jerome Powell because in Britain, for example, the skyrocketing mortgage rates are now turning into a very, very serious headache for politicians and no one can really solve it for now. The UK home loans approval 
sales have been dropping after a post-pandemic peak. The refinancing cost for these mortgages took a lift, obviously, and a political dispute is now gaining momentum in Britain with Liberal Democrats now asking for a three billion pound worth of a mortgage protection package to actually help uh, people keep their homes and keep their mortgages as well. While Jeremy Hunt just says that there is no money left in the coffers for such a fiscal support. So the two-year guilt yield slipped below the 5% psychological mark at yesterday's trading session as a result of a broad-based flight to safer sovereign bonds across the globe. But the relief will likely remain short-lived and the outlook for the UK's guilt market will likely remain negative moving forward with further and significant interest rate hikes seen on the Bank of England's horizon. Because look, released freshly this morning, just now, the British inflation was expected to ease from 8.7% to 8.4%, but inflation did not ease at all. It came in at 8.7% as last month, and worse, core inflation unexpectedly jumped past the 7% mark again in May. So these numbers, these inflation numbers warn that the inflationary pressures in the UK are not under control just yet, and they call for further interest rate hikes from the Bank of England, which will further squeeze the British households, the mortgage raise, without a guarantee, however, of easing inflation. So we will see what the Bank of England will do and say tomorrow when it meets, but we know that they now have a few doubts regarding the reliability of their own inflation model, which was pointing at a steep fall in the UK inflation in the second half of this year, a scenario that is unlikely to happen. So cable jumped past the 1.28 mark following the inflation data this morning, then rapidly fell back to the pre-data levels. Now the short-term direction in cable will mostly depend on a broad US dollar appetite, obviously, yet the medium-term outlook for the pound dollar remains positive on the back of more hawkish Bank of England expectations due to the sticky UK inflation compared to the Federal Reserve expectations. And we could see cable advance toward the 130 psychological mark especially if the US dollar appetite remains soft despite these hawkish Federal Reserve expectations. Now, in the US, profit-taking and flight to safety before Jerome Powell's testimony today sent the S&P 500 and Nasdaq stocks lower at yesterday's trading session. The S&P 500 slipped below the 4,400 psychological mark, while the Nasdaq 100 tipped a toe below the 15,000 level, but the index managed to close the session above this psychological level. The US US dollar index traded higher for the third consecutive session and is now testing the 50-day moving average to the upside, while gold pushed below the 100-day moving average yesterday as the rising US yields and stronger dollar across the board weigh on appetite for the non-interest-bearing gold. But, 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 as I have been saying since the start of this week, any hawkishness that we might hear from Powell's testimony today and tomorrow will likely be tempered by counter expectation that the Federal Reserve may be just going too fast and too far in terms of rate hikes and could stop hiking the rates before materializing that two interest rate hikes that the Fed officials revealed last week in their dot 
plot chart. So it's true that the surprising data, especially on the housing and the U.S. jobs market front, don't give a respite to the Federal Reserve. But a part of it is still believed to be the post-pandemic effects and would fade as we move forward for housing, for example, insufficient number of homes in the US, especially due to the rising work from home demand, the retreat that we see in material costs that actually did explode during the pandemic months and the fading supply chain pressures as the pandemic pressures are fading away help to explain why the market is not actually responding to the skyrocketing mortgage rates in the US. But the risk is clearly there. Risk of an accident is clearly there. They're not even hidden and the meltdowns tend to happen without telling. I mean, no one could tell you that a few US regional banks would go bankrupt a week before they did go bankrupt. Anyway, as I'm saying, the risks are clearly there, but the resilient economic data still hints that the Fed President Jerome Powell will confidently remain and sound hawkish today before the Senate, and that could lead to some further downside correction in the US big stocks, which are uh, now in overbought market conditions. A place where strength looks much less resilient is the FedEx results, however, because FedEx released a low than expected sales figure for the quarter that ended in May 31st yesterday and delivered a below estimate profit outlook for 2024 as the company forecasts that demand will likely weaken and it will weaken faster than the costs that are brought down within the company's 4 billion US dollar worth of cost cutting program. Now FedEx tends to be a good proxy of consumer activity mind you and FedEx actually noted a further shift in consumer spending from goods to experiences so services and it's MasterCard spending post report yesterday. You know what that means, right? That means no good news for the sticky services inflation in the US that the Fed will continue to fight against. Anyway, the FedEx shares traded as low as $214 a share in the after hours trading following uh, the quarterly results and the post earnings sell-off could actually push the stock price below the September to June's bullish trend baseline. But Jerome Powell's testimony today before the Congress is what will decide whether the overall market will be headed up or down in the next few hours of trading. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeka Skardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful, supportive and insightful feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading